My dear, do you know how a long time ago two poor little children whose name I don't know were stolen away on a fine summer's day and left in a wood, as I've heard people say. Hello everyone and welcome back to Mark Experience. Today we will be playing a one-off in the game Babes in the Wood by Adam X. Vass, uh, who's part of World Champ Game Co., and we will be playing a one-off uh, that we have called Hollow's Night. Okay, who would like to describe their character first? Before that, Riley, that was chilling to the bone! What the fuck? I wish I could take credit. It is a poem written on the first page of the game PDF. I wish it, I could take credit. It, it, I still didn't like it, the way you said it. I just... Eh. I looked, I literally sat down and looked for other bits of poetry but I didn't like any of them else as much as this. I'm like, shoot, he got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to go third because of the nature of my character. That's fair, yeah. I yeah. can go first since I'm the oldest. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that would be good. So I am playing Carol. She is the older sister of Tommy. Um, she is blonde with short cropped uh, kind of curly hair. It's like wavy. Uh, and she has pale skin with freckles all over her face. Carol is wearing, like, these really thick-rimmed glasses. But, like, the ones that are uh, square on the top and then do, like, a curved square on the bottom. And she is wearing a uh, a king's robes costume. So just, like, fully decked in, like, the vibrant red and fluffy white spotted black fluff. And, like, she's got pantaloons on. <laughs> And she's carrying around a crown and a plastic scepter. <laughs> oh, precious. Okay, Reese. Okay, so I'm playing Tommy, the uh, little brother to Carol. He is six years old. Uh, the best way I can describe him is literally just a blonde cherub boy. He has the blonde curly hair. He has the bright blue eyes. 
Uh, he has freckles. He's just adorable. He's absolutely adorable. And he's wearing a pumpkin costume. Oh. And he's carrying a one of those plastic pumpkin baskets for Halloween. That uh, he'll pick up, like, not only does it have candy, but, it, like, it'll pick up, pick up anything he thinks is cool. And he'll just plop it in there. He's six years old. And I love him. Okay. So I am playing Oswin, who is the animal in this, um, the playbook is the animal. And Oswin is a fruit bat. He was not always a fruit bat, but he is now. And he is 10 years old. Also, the fruit bat is wearing a tiny little candy corn bow tie. <laughs> okay so i just want to again reference that i didn't write that poem and it looks like mm -hmm. it is based on an old song um it's called also called babes in the woods as sung by ralph spencer family Cole hill arkansas on november 20th 1976 um wow. Wow. yeah i if you guys want to listen to it it's yeah for sure go for it thug but, um, I wonder if it's copyrighted. Maybe I can resing it. Maybe. Replay. It, I think it it's takes from a few 1976. More years than I, think. I think it takes a few more years before it come, becomes general public. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's close. Anyway. Um, so, uh, the audience might have heard everyone describing their Halloween, like the little Halloween costumes that their characters are wearing. Um, that is because. The game takes place on, presumably, Halloween night. Um, Carol and Tommy, do you guys, did you two come up with a shared last name for yourselves? Nope. No, I was just thinking about that a little bit earlier. <laughs> okay, that's all right. So was I. <laughs> well, basically, what's happened, as far as you two are aware, is you two went out trick-or-treating on Halloween night, and you got lost and i don't think we want to put like a big camera on how you got lost or why just yet but what you found yourself doing is wandering through this forest um for those of the audience that don't know that don't know babes in the wood is heavily inspired by um the incredible show uh, over the garden wall I would highly recommend it. It is also uh, less directly inspired by um, other children's fairy tale stories about being whisked into a fantastical world, like The Wizard of Oz. Hansel and Gretel, Alice in Wonderland. Peter Pan, yeah, that sort of thing. It's very much that game. But um, it, takes a, it takes a lot of the, it's the game skeleton from the show Over the Garden Wall. A lot of Hans Christian Andersen. Yes, a lot of Hans Christian Andersen. Okay, so... Hey, what about that for a last name? Anderson. <laughs> Anderson? Ooh, I like that. Sure. Subtle nod, I like it. There we go. So you two are... You two are now wandering through this forest. Um, I'm thinking about it, and I would rather... I don't know if you two want to have a scene where you meet Oswin... And have to rectify the fact that they are a talking fruit bat or not. I think I, think so. I would like to start the game after you two having met. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, the, the two okay. groups of children having met Oswin. But if you guys would like to have that scene, you absolutely are able to. I'm fine without it if you want to dive right in. We are doing a one-shot, so. 
Yeah, um, in the GM section of the game, it heavily encourages you to, like, always start in the middle of the action to reinforce the kind of dreamlike nature of the setting and to make sure that, like, you know, the players should never feel comfortable. Uh, the wood, the space and time are weird here in the wood. Um, I would point you back at Eden's Grove. <laughs> For a good example of, like, some weird space-time nonsense happening in the forest. But um, I don't think you two have been in the woods for very long. I think you've just been wandering around long enough to bump into Oswin, agree to be journeying together. And I don't think you two, uh, Carol and Tommy, have bumped into any of the inherent strangeness of uh, the woods, which I'm sure Oswin would have told you is called the hollow. And that is spelled like a hollow tree, not hollowed as in like the religious sense. Okay. All right. So is that where we'd like to start? Just like yeah. get right into it? Okay. Carol, Tommy, and Oswin, you three are wandering through the hollow. It is this incredibly massive, dense, autumnal forest. Um, it's like full of these orange and red leaves that are dying and slowly falling down. They have that good crunch when you step on them. Um... The air has that, like, picture-perfect autumn smell in it, where, like, you can only smell, like, the cooking apple pie and, like, cider and other, like, good, like, Thanksgiving and Halloween smells in the air. Um, and less, like, the smell of, like, dead leaves on the ground and stuff like that. It's very much that, like, picture-perfect version of autumn. And you two have, you three, sorry, have been following a small cobblestone path for some time now. Well, I'll tell you that Tommy is absolutely either, he's stepping on the leaves to hear the crunch, um, and the ones that don't crunch, uh, the far and few in between, he's picking them up and putting them in his little pumpkin basket. Ooh. He's just enjoying it right now. He's having fun. I think it's probably like perpetually evening here where it's not dark out, but the sun is always going down. Like it's always just a little bit close to sunset here. Um, and so you got that nice, good, like dark blue turning black sky with the orange line across the horizon like a halo. The clouds are kind of clearing off to reveal just, like, the few, like, early bright stars shining out. And there's, like, a gentle but, like, relatively cold breeze. Um, Oswin is hanging on to Tommy's pumpkin costume. That's so cute! So he doesn't have to fly. <laughs> Tommy is so okay with this. Um, one of the things I established early on is Tommy loves animals of like all kinds, like even bugs. Tommy's just wild for animals and creatures. He loves them. He like will like when it rains and worms are out, he'll like put them back in the he'll in, he'll put them back into the grass. Like there you go. He's just he loves them. Is Tommy feeding Oswin candy? <laughs> Uh, I think he'd definitely try. 
For okay. sure. Oswin is the hungriest child ever. <laughs> Oswin is one of those kids that's just per- perpetually hungry all the time. So that means that Oswin is probably munching on candy on Tommy's shoulder. That's darn cute! <laughs> Uh, Carol's uh, watching both of them intently and also like nervously looking around in the forest and she's just like, does anyone know where we're going? Are we just walking aimlessly through the forest? Yeah. Um, I can actually make a roll for that. I'm asking this because I didn't know if we were following Oswin or if we're just following the path or... Following the path, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> no yeah totally if there was ever a game to sing nonsense songs that children know this is the one. This one this is the one yes! for nonsense children songs there's literally a move about that so I have a move called forest expert where it says you've been around here too long but no long enough to know where you're going um roll noodle on a 10 plus I know how to get there can't believe Noodle is a stat. Yes. I know! Steam, Noodle, and Mush. So, where are we trying to get to? Um, I believe as far as the Andersons know, they're just trying to get out of the wood and back home. Um, and Oswin, I'm sure you also would like to escape the Hollow. But you also have the secondary goal of being turned back. Well, I shouldn't assume. Do you want to be a boy again? Or are you, like, cool with being a bat? Are you down with it? I'd say Oswin would want to be a kid again. So he can go back home and be fed by his parents. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you have the general two goals of, one, be a real boy. And two, escape the hollow. Okay. So... I I don't know. Um, would would a general escape the hollow work as a way to? Um, how long have you been here, Oswin? Um, time is weird. Yeah. Um, if Oswin had to guess, how long have they been in the hollow? Um, not more than like. A few days a week, maybe, but like, I don't know, should it be longer than that? It can be as long or as short as you want, and just your playbook implies that you've been here for a very, like, a while. I would say not longer than a year. Not longer than a year, but maybe longer than like a week, I would say, maybe. All right, so maybe, uh, but Oswin's in costume. Time is weird. Yeah. Time is weird. You think right. you've been here a month, the, the but you also left on Halloween night. You bump into these kids who claim they like it's just been a few hours and it is still Halloween. All right. Okay. Yeah, that works. What'd you get on that forest expert roll? Um, I haven't rolled yet because oh, okay. we didn't have a just set place that we were trying to go to. Yeah. Um so they're trying to get out of the forest. Yeah. But it's getting late. Can we say that right now we're looking for shelter to spend the night? Absolutely. Oh, okay. No. 
then in that case, I'm going to roll to find shelter in the forest. Sure thing. Because I know rolling to escape won't work anyway, so. I got um, a 10. Fantastic. On a 10 plus, you know how to get where you're going and can expedite the journey. So, Oswin, you have been on this road before. And what you know is this road leads to the town of Toffeewell. Toffeewell. Toffeewell is a small, but like, it's it's not too small, um, just as far as like, you're concerned. But it's one of the, uh, it's a small town uh, established in the hollow that um, is in like a kind of vassal system with the owner of the woods. Um, but it's one of the bigger, it's one of the bigger towns in the woods for sure. Um, and a thing you do know is that, uh, everyone in the town is a cat. <laughs> All right. Like an Let's anthropomorphic cat that wears like Victorian era clothing and such. That's amazing. I love it. They're not like the most anthropomorphic. It's like if a cat just stood on two legs and like could do that and then put on a very nice jacket. Like that, that is, Studio Ghibli it's, movie. It's it's just the cat returns. Yes, very much the cat returns. But like, if there is a little like frontier town, like pilgrim esque, like set up in the woods. Aristocats, maybe. A little bit, yeah. All right, yeah. So we're headed to Toffeewell. And you note that Toffeewell is just down this road a little bit further. Alright. Are you going to share this information with the other kids, or have you already discussed it? Um, I could say they know we're going to Toffeewell, but for the sake of roleplay, um, I gotta think of a voice. Crap. Something squeaky. Um, by the way, this is coming out on Halloween, but... <laughs> yeah, we're, this is- oh, I for, I can't believe I forgot to say, hey, this is our Halloween special! <laughs> <laughs> waiting but then you just didn't say it i was like oh okay no yeah this is our halloween special i was just really excited (laughs) (laughs) all right um all right guys toffee was right down the road oh okay um are, are you sure it's safe um yeah i mean you guys are tall humans i'm sure you guys will be fine okay Okay! <laughs> just roll with it. For sure. <laughs> so, you all three just continue down the road? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just kind of in silence as Tommy is humming up ahead, skipping. Yeah! Yep! That's um, exactly what he's doing. You start heading up this hill, you're following this cobblestone path. Um, As you do, you do see, like, a little wooden sign that says, like, North to Toffeewell, population, and then there, it's just, there's nothing written under population, <laughs> and then it says established, and there's nothing written under established. Hmm. And then it has the town motto written underneath, which is, everything sweeter in Toffeewell. Um... And as you pass the sign and you head up, you come up to the crest of this hill and you can see down and you see like in this, like in this surprising clearing of these, these trees, there is a, like a bustling, like frontier town. Um, 
they are like you hear music and celebration you can see a parade and like there are people like dancing and there are like um, you see little kittens dressed up in like their Sunday best, bobbing for apples and things like that. Um, there is a parade going around, and you can see um, in the town center they're setting up a gazebo, and with a lots of beautiful like white lace and these orange vibrant flowers there are jack-o'-lanterns with like cat silhouettes carved into them on they're setting up um you also see there on one side there is jack-o'-lanterns with like dog silhouettes carved in and that's new to you oswin okay you mentioned cats tommy's rushing to go pet the cat he wants to go say hi. He is Carol, running. Carol just, just, like, trips after you, and she's like, wait, no, Tommy, come back. Kitties! Tommy, as you rush down the road, you see something you didn't notice before, which is a wooden, simple blockade. And standing oh, no. on one end of the blockade is a seven-foot-tall nutcracker soldier. Um, except his face is a clock, but he still has the eyes and, like, the movable jaw. And on the other side of the, um, of the barricade is a similar large, um, nutcracker toy soldier, except his hands are teddy bears. Okay. And he is clumsily trying to hold a rifle, but he just, he can't do it. Because his hands are teddy bears? <laughs> is he moving oh, no. or a statue? They're moving. They're like full oh, on goodness. moving. I feel like Tommy would slow down and be staring up in like awe and curiosity. And <laughs> I feel like the Tommy would then try to poke the teddy bear. Because it's a teddy bear. It's seven feet tall. Carol just like uh, pulls Tommy oh, back yeah. and like looks over mm. at Oswald and says like, awkwardly salutes them and is like, hello, sirs. Um, we are here looking for shelter. Um, is, is there an inn? Ah, oh. yes, well, you've, you've come to Toffee Well at, at a, at a, at an inopportune time, I'm afraid. We're under strict orders by the Marquis to not let any rabble-rousers or mischief-makers into the town says the one with the clock head and um the uh one with the teddy bear hands like goes to open his mouth and just like his you note his jaw like the movable handles the nutcracker stuff they still have them and like his mm -hmm. thing is loose so his jaw just drops and he can't move it back up to talk mm. so he just kind of continues to fumble with his musket Doing his best to, like, get it into a comfortable but also dignified position. But he can't, because his hands are teddy bears. Oswin's gonna fly up and push the handle back down. His jaw goes right back up with a snap. And, um, he, like, kind of bows at you a bit to, like, thank you. Um, Oswin, you would know that these are the Hollow Guard. They are the royal security force of the, um, of the Marquis. 
who is the gentleman that owns these lands. Uh, everyone that lives in the hollow, uh, as far as you can tell, are just like vassals renting land or that are buying land for like a timeshare or similar, similar things. Um, as like this entire forest is like owned by this one person that you keep hearing about called the Marquis of the hollow. And, um, these weird, uh, nutcracker dudes are his like, uh, police force and like, uh, community outreach. They, they work for him pretty much. And they all have the running theme of they are nutcrack big, like hollow nutcrackers that have one part of their body replaced by like an item or a toy or something like that. Oswin kind of flies in front of the clock one and is like, so what what's with all the um all the security? Well, today's the big day. Sir Poppy's getting married. I must say we're all we're all very proud. Who? Sir Poppy. He's he's the mayor of Toffeywell. He's Ooh. very very well respected in these parts. He has poise. And the one with the teddy bear like nods their head and their jaw comes undone again. And but the and the one with the um clock face just fixes the handle, just like not even looking at him. And he goes, and so that's why we were sent out here. We were to make sure that there would be no mischief makers here to ruin Sir Poppy's big day. We 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 would never. I'm we, not a mischief maker. I'm not a mischief maker. <laughs> Carol just like taps Tommy's cheek. Just, 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 we're we're not, we're not here to cause any trouble. Um, actually, uh, you said it's the mayor. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we're probably on his invitation list because list because I am uh, a king of a neighboring land. That is. Most definitely a grift, if I ever heard. I know! I was gonna be like, I feel like, okay, but just the idea of Tommy scratching up his nose. What? Hey, Carol, is that a thing you can do? Yeah. You have a move for lying? Yeah, I have grift. Go for it, thug. <laughs> Roll them bones. Um, plus... Why does the adult have minus two mush? Because you're the older one, and so you're not as cute. Mush is your ability to talk to people, so. Yeah. You are at the most awkward stage of your life, I would also like to point <laughs> that fair. out. Uh, I got a seven. Okay. okay. They'll consider it for a price. So Clockface looks over at Bare Hands and goes, Bare Hands! And yep, that's just that's the, that's his name. Yep, that's that's the name that he has. <laughs> bare hands. So sad. Check the list. And bare hands kind of like fumble and drops their musket on the ground, and um, is like patting their pockets with their teddy bear hands, and just like can't get their hands into their pockets because one, <laughs> their pockets are painted on. These are wooden <laughs> nutcrackers, and two, even if they were real pockets, they just, they, 
they have can't fit. They have bare hands, and they just they can't get it in. And so he just like looks back at Clockface, and just kind of shrugs. And Clockface goes, "Bare hands? Are you telling me that you forgot the wedding invitation list on this Sir Poppy's most important of days?" And Bare hands like shrugs again. <laughs> I love their hands. <laughs> and Clockface like, <clears throat> and the like the um the clock hands on his clock face start to like tick faster as he starts to think. Carol pipes up and she's like, "You could start a new one. Write down a list of everyone you think would be invited. Myself on there." Hmm. Yes, of course, of course. Bear hands, take this down. <laughs> and bear hands starts to scramble for a piece of paper, which they do not have, and a pen they also don't have. They end up managing to clasp a leaf between their comical, like, teddy bear hands. And Clockface just goes, Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> and oh turns to the kids. And goes, very well. I suppose if you are royalty, you should have been invited. Sir Poppy does his best to maintain positive relations with all of the, with all of the vassals of the Hollow. I must say, however, that you, you can't go in wearing that. My kingly robes? Yes, I must say. You're in tatters. And like... Well, do you recommend a a place where I can get some new robes? I genuinely don't know if these guys know <laughs> where you could get <laughs> wedding clothes at this hour of the day. In a town completely run by cats. Cat, yeah, little cats, um, like cat-sized cats, just that stand up and such. And uh, Clockface looks over at Bare Hands and um. Bare hands looks over at Clockface and like drops the leaf and points weakly at the town. <laughs> and Clockface is like, hmm, yes, yes, of course. And then he like picks up the barricade and just lifts it over your heads and he says, carry on. <laughs> and you, t- you three are allowed into the town. Uh, however, you have to find wedding clothes. That is the cost. You will not be allowed to stay if um, you continue to wear the rags. I love this. Yeah. Sad. You will no longer be pumpkin, Tommy. I feel like Tom at that Tommy would be would get upset and he's like on the verge of crying. <laughs> he loves his pumpkin costume. You can just, probably just... just put like wedding clothes on the pumpkin costume in like addition. <laughs> or like you know, don't even get changed, but like, you know, these guys are around. <laughs> Carol, I feel like no Tommy. I want this to be a little RP. Tommy's gonna have to gonna start crying. He's this little kid who enjoyed his costume so much, and he's being told he has to change when it's not even the end of Halloween yet, and they're not home. Carol like kneels down, just like no, 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 shush, it's it's okay, it's okay. You can put it on after the wedding. Hmm. Can't Thomas. have 
can't have crying on Sir Poppy's big day! He, he just really likes his pumpkin. <laughs> well, I would say that you best Cinderella yourself into a wedding pumpkin, or I shall harry you out of Toffeewell this instant. These words are razors to my wounded heart. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Rude! <laughs> So that was I'm... a meal. <laughs> <laughs> is it? What part of this is a move? You quoted Shakespeare. You get to recite yeah. poetry, right? Oh, that's true. I do get to recite poetry. Mm-hmm. That's a move I have. <laughs> I was just saying poetry for the sake of poetry. <laughs> well, isn't that the whole point? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> that's an 11. On a 10+, plus, your prose contains something important to your world. The GM tells you something useful about your current situation. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how that poem reveals something important. Yeah, I don't know either. I was just saying, you salty bitch. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll reveal something important as you head on in. Um... So you start, like, they don't know what you're talking about. And so you start to head on into Toffeewell. And um, I get this town is just filled with, like, partying. And, like, there is a full-on parade happening. The entire town is full of, like, this, like, wonderful 20th century, like, folk music. Um, you see little cat children dancing in a, like a row together. You see like a cat in like a, a a very nice suit with a top hat bowing elegantly to another cat in a ball gown, who like kind of like blushes and giggles and like like fans herself. Um, like this town is just on full on celebration mode. Um, but like they all seem to be doing their best to ignore you guys. Carol's looking around for a clothing shop. Um, I think that's a roll of some kind. If you want to see if you can locate. It took off Gander. You can't do it. Yeah, I don't have Gander. Someone I, has I mean, Gander. I can still roll Gander, but I'll have a minus two. Oh, is that what it says? Okay. Oswin, do you, do you want to roll Gander? Especially as you were the one kid that's been here before? Yeah. Uh, one moment. Certain thing f- that I read. Um, in an emergency, a player can attempt to perform a basic move that is not on their move list, but they will have to take a minus two to their dice roll to la- represent their lack of expertise. So you can still roll other moves that you don't have. You just automatically get a minus two. Just so you guys know. All right. Well, are you going to do it or you want me to roll it? I say go for it, uh, Oswin. All right. Um, in that case... Would that count as forest experts since I've been to this town before? Or maybe I just don't know the town that well, so I'm still going to roll Gander. Either or. I think forest expert works perfectly well. Um, it depends on which one you want to do. Okay, so Gander requ- like ends up with questions and hold, and I don't think that's what we want. <laughs> so I'm going to do forest Fair. expert since that's okay. more of a place. Let's get this 12. 
Let's get spread. Wonderful. You got a 12? Yeah. Dang, everyone's rolling on fire today. So you actually know where the town tailor is. Um, and so you lead them through the streets. Uh, like you see more of the merriment. Everyone's celebrating Sir Toffee's big day. Um, <laughs> Wait, Sir Toffee or Sir Poppy? S- Sir Poppy, sorry. Um, the town is called Toffee Well. Um, because yeah. they literally have a well here that has liquid toffee in it. Um, just, Don't tell Tommy that. Yeah. Don't uh, tell Oswin that. <laughs> Oswin, I, you know. Oswin knows, I would say. Oswin knows. And Oswin is dying to get there. If Oswin was here before, they'd probably like, hey, why is it called Toffee Well? And they're like, well, it's on account of that well full of toffee, you see. This is how Oswin has been surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Oswin's been living off of toffee? <laughs> well, he can't eat pumpkins anymore after he ate that one pumpkin and got turned into a pack. Yeah. Oh no! Um, <laughs> so, you lead um, Oswin, you lead the Anderson twins to the town t- tailor and seamstress. Um, twins? <laughs> sorry, not tw- twins, siblings. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we are not twins. We are six and fourteen. And what you know is that the town tailor is a uh, a white cat with blue eyes named Samantha. Uh, no, you know what? Scratch that. She has heterochromia, I would say. One eye is blue and the other is like yellowish green, maybe. Normally it's yellow, yeah. Um, And uh, you see like her her little shop is just full of like cats <laughs> just like full of cats oh uh, man it looks like they're busy today carol would probably have to hold tommy from just going up and petting them i think carol just picks tommy up and like starts <laughs> squeezing into the shop he's like excuse me sorry um sorry let me just squeeze through here yeah they're like sorry <laughs> they're like two, three feet tall. <laughs> like they're not like human sized. I said they're cat sized before, but they're probably a bit bigger. I think they're like the same height as Tommy. No, a yeah, cat. You don't. A cat standing on its hind legs would be taller than two feet. Yeah, yeah I think like two feet. No, like maybe two and a half. It would definitely be at least three. Three average. I think it depends on the cat. Yeah. Probably. Anywhere between two to three mm-hmm. feet. And yeah, they all also vary in size, but what I'm saying is it wouldn't be too difficult for you to like push your way in. Um inside you see uh you see uh, a white cat with heterochromia. She is working very diligently on a wedding gown that is just absolutely way too over the top. It is like glittery. And it has segments of like shining metallic fish scales involved. Oh. Um, and you see a golden retriever sitting, like she is in like an under like undergarments, like sitting um on a stool drinking tea, and she goes, like, "Oh my heavens." So Oswin was going to fly in straight up to Samantha, but the moment he sees the golden retriever, he just like stops midair. Yep. Um <laughs> Puppy! 
Yeah, all the cats are, like, waiting outside, and they're very, like, miffed that you guys forced your way in. They're, like, waiting patiently. Oh, and then, I thought they were inside the store. Um, some of them are, but most of them are outside. It's, like, a small little area, and, like... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought the store was full. Mm-hmm. Like, the inside. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, like, a, there's a group like... waiting outside, yeah. And you just have forced your way in and into the back room where you find Samantha working on this wedding dress. And um, you assume the blushing bride-to-be, which is just a full-on golden retriever. <laughs> Tommy makes, like, ah, like, he wants to go pet the puppy. <laughs> uh, Carol puts Tommy down and, like, uh, uh, says, I'm so sorry for intruding. Are, are you the bride-to-be? Uh, the golden retriever like smiles and blushes, and she's like, "Oh yes, I'm I'm very excited, but uh, unfortunately, we had a bit of a mishap with with the wedding gown, and so Samantha dear is helping me out. I'm afraid." And Samantha just like grunts in like what I'm sure she means to be in an appreciative way. Like it's okay, but um, <laughs> it just kind of comes off as like really frustrated. <laughs> Um, Carol, like, looks over, and she's like, well, I, I think it's going really well. It's a really beautiful dress. Um, oh, and might I say, and she bows deeply, just, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and the summer's leash sh- hath all too short a date. And she, like, bows deeper. <laughs> oh, um, you, roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> roll. <laughs> that's a nine what am i rolling for sight poetry <laughs> on the seven to nine you were swept up in your own verse the gm tells you something poetic about your situation it is up for you to make it useful um the bride just like squeals if a dog could like blush <laughs> um like the full-on like paws in front of her face wagging tail she's like oh <laughs> I'm charmed. My name is Carol. This is Tommy. Uh, we were just let in by the guards. We were told that uh, we sh- were supposed to be invited, but things were happening and confusing. And we there was a mishap, and we're supposed to have some wedding garb to put on. Uh, my name is Princess. Oh, and princess! As you can tell, I'm not from around here. Hi, princess! Well, I can tell because of how beautiful you are. Oh my gosh, the, the more blushing, more like, you can't just say things to a lady. And she's just like, oh my gosh, you don't know what kind of, like, <laughs> she is just, like... She is a happy golden retriever, like, southern, like, storybook southern belle. <laughs> just Oh my god. The slightest compliment, and, like, it's, like, that scene in every, like, dramatic thing where, like, the man sweeps the woman off their feet, and there's just, like, a breeze and rose petals <laughs> fly across the street. Like, you could probably say anything and she would respond that way at this point, you think? One woman to another, I think whoever you're marrying is very lucky. She's just like, yes, I'm very excited to marry Poppy. 
he's such a gentleman. And like Samantha just like gives another grunt and like crawls under the dress. You don't know what like it like um like a mechanic for a car is just like <laughs> little cat feet and skirt like kicking out from the trail of the dress and just like appreciative grunt. Um do you, do you need help? You get like a dismissive grunt and like a little paw kicks out and like waves at you like it's fine. Oh, okay. Oswin is, like, hiding behind Tommy's costume, and Oswin's just like, But why a dog? Don't be mean! That's mean! I must say, that's no thing to say to a lady on the eve of her wedding. Apologize! That was mean! Oswin's, like, hiding as much as possible. It it was really mean. (laughs) Uh, like, Samantha sticks her head up through, like, the neckline of the dress. And this dress is made for a golden retriever. So, like, it's so twice the size of <laughs> Samantha. So, like, it just looks ridiculous, like a tent on her. <laughs> and she, like, spits out the knitting needle she's had in her teeth this whole time. And she's like, yeah, Osmond, love is love. And, like, dips back into the... <laughs> <laughs> I love Samantha already. This is the first line she says. And- I know. I love how the cat knows Oswin's name. <laughs> Oswin comes to Toffee well a lot to drink their toffee. <laughs> <laughs> Oswin is a toffee pest. <laughs> Oswin has had to be rescued from the well multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh. Oh no, the bat's gotten stuck in the toffee well again. <laughs> again? Who's gonna fish him out this time? I bet they made, like, a little climbing spot for if you get stuck, you just crawl over to that. No, they just try to scold him and make him not do it, but he still does it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Princess gets up. She's still in, like, her, like, under, like, I think, I want to say she's in, like, a nightgown, something like. She's probably in a dress slip. Yeah, yeah like, something slip, along yeah. those lines of, like, it's not full-on clothes, but, like, you know, something light and lacy and, like, kind of pajama-y. Yeah, yeah, so it's a slip. Um, and she goes, well, let it not be said that a bride turn away desperate children on the eve of her wedding? How can I help you charming children? Um. Well, we were just passing through hoping to find our way home, but now I'm wondering if we should stay and watch you get married to this, on this very special day. Can we? Oh, she clasps her paws together and, like, claps, and she's like, oh, please. I'm sure Poppy would just love to meet you. And then Tommy's gonna be like, can we, can we, can we? And looks at Carol, like... <laughs> Carol just kind of, like... Rolls her eyes a little, but she's smiling. She's like, yeah, I think I think we have n- enough time. Yay! Uh, so you guys have decided to stay for the dog cat wedding? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, I would like to remind you that uh, the Hollow Guard will not allow you to stay in the town if you do not find wedding clothes or yeah. some decoration as... Uh, if you're running around in rags, that could be interpreted as 
rabble-rousing and mischief-making <laughs> on this Sir Poppy's yes, big day. Yes, so, so what exactly are the other cats wearing? Or do I need a roll to look at what the other cats oh, are wearing? Like, um, it's a mix of, like, um, early 20th century, to, like, 17th, like, 1700s to early 20th century, like, clothes. Like, there's some Victorian era stuff here. There's some, like, early America stuff here. But, like, ba- suffice to say, there's a lot of, like, waistcoats and ascots. Um, a lot of, like, old-timey dresses and gowns. Um, oh, you could you could get, like, one of those little uh, pocket handkerchiefs and tie that around your neck like an ascot. <laughs> Oh, I'm already wearing a bow tie. Yes, but it is candy themed. Yes, and it's looking a little worse for wear, to be honest. I want to know why my new king's outfit is rags. Probably the fact that it's plastic. Like that's true. They're they're not the hollow guard are not necessarily bright. So they but they're do, not absolute idiots. Either. So the, if you are wearing a king outfit and you say you're a king and you roll well, they're going to be like, all right. But they do know what plastic is versus gold <laughs> and real ass gemstones versus, you know? Well, Oswin's going to find a ribbon, like a spool of ribbon, and pull it down. Okay. Um, and Oswin brings it over to Carol and is like, um, help me get this on. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, she finds, like, some scissors and, like, does, like, a diagonal cut on it and, like, makes a little bow. She puts down Tommy! Oh, no, yeah, I put down Tommy when I bowed. Oh, yeah, okay. So then, uh, I want Tommy to just look around and find something he would wear. Sure. Do you have a move for that? I have gander. Sure. (laughs) Go for it, thug. And that is... Dang it, why do I have so many minuses? You are a baby? Excuse me? (laughs) What? You're a baby, that's why. I got a six, so... Um, so Tommy, you see a very nice sock, and so you pick that up, but here's the thing, it is for a cat. So you're looking, and then you see another very nice sock, and you go over and you pick that up, and you're like, aha, now I have two socks. Um, and then you see out the window, you see kittens bobbing for apples, and you're like, oh, hell yeah. And so you go, and you start bobbing for apples, and you're doing a, <laughs> you're doing a good job. And you're like, you pop up, you've got an apple in your mouth, and you're like, yeah, and you throw your little chubby arms up, and the kittens, like, start clapping and then you feel a hand on the back of your neck, and you just get lifted up. Hey! And you are being held in the air by Clockface. Hey! Put me down! Rabble Rouser! Mischief Maker! On this, Sir Poppy's oh, no, Big Day! He's doing the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah! I just want apples! Why am I being mischief-making? <laughs> we just smash cut to the scene of you being tossed into a jail cell and then the jail cell oh, being no! slammed shut. <laughs> hey! And you've been thrown into the big house, Tommy. Let Video game cutscene when you get caught in a self-game. <laughs> exactly. 
let me out! Uh, Tommy, you are in a prison in your pumpkin suit with two cat socks. <laughs> and you see, like, you are in this empty room except for three cats. Um, two of the cats are on the outside. And they are wearing, laying, like, relatively nice clothes, but not as nice as everyone else. And you see that they're kind of, like, grumpily playing some sort of card game on the table. These look like the prison guards. Um, and then there's one cat inside um, the jail cell with you who is black and white. And he is wearing, um, like, ratty prison clothes. <laughs> and his, like, leg is in a ball and chain. <laughs> okay, so... Since I feel like Tommy's upset, but then he sees Cat, and he's gonna turn and be like, Hi! And I am using Animal Companion. <laughs> you make friends with the wildlife of the wood. Roll plus much. She's making a friend in jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> I got a five. What uh, does it describe? Something happening on a five? Let me just check. the same uh, no. as everything else. I think. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm just sad. I wanted him to make a jail. Friend. You know what? Honestly, like, <laughs> uh, the cat like spits spitefully at the uh, wall, and he goes, "They got you thrown in here too, huh?" Yeah. Just another sign of the corrupt system. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like spits dramatically again, but the other direction. Uh, what have they got you thrown in here for? Rabble rousing on Mr. Poppy's big day. <laughs> <laughs> and the black and white cat like rolls his eyes and he hands out a paw and he goes, My name's Oreo. And I was thrown in here. <laughs> and he looks away sadly. For love. <laughs> well, nice to meet you. I'm Tommy. Nice to meet you, Tommy. Nice to meet a fellow brother in arms. And he, like, yells this pointedly at the two cats outside that are continue to play the card game. And they just, like, look over at Oreo. And they're just like, you're just mad that they eh, threw you in prison, I guess. Yeah. And they go, Yeah! And then Tommy goes, It's a brother in arms! I'm trying to, I'm looking at, like, my GM moves, because I need to think of a way, like, um, uh, a thing to do because of that failed role. Because um, I don't want it to be that Oreo doesn't like you. I think Oreo was going to like everyone, no matter what. <laughs> Everyone but the cops. I mean, he could like him for a different reason other than being a friend. Could like him because he could be like, oh, I see you as a way out of here. I mean, full on, there was no situation in which Oreo was going to, like, become your pet and, like, follow you through the woods or whatever. Hey, if I had if I had gotten that, he literally would have. Oh. If I had gotten a 10 plus, you make friends with a critter who will follow you and act on your influence. Yeah, yeah, I was, like, that's also for, like, full-on animals. These animals have some form of sapience. Yeah. I know what it is. Um, outside, we cut to um, a pair of very nice, shining shoes. Um, and they are attached to 
two legs uh, that are in like very nice finery. Um, they are like in the bottom of like a tuxedo, but you but the camera can see like wheat and like long stalks of grass and like bits of weeds growing out from the shoe and the pants leg and these two um feet in these very nice shoes are walking along the cobblestone path and you hear the tick tack of the shoes and a third tack of a very nice ornate cane as someone is coming to the wedding and we're going to cut back to uh Tommy in the jail cell <laughs> That's that is uh the thing that I'm going to do because of that failure. Advance a clock, why don't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I literally know. I advanced a clock. <laughs> oh, I use the DM move show an omen. <laughs> Point to oh, a threat, God. a clue, or an approaching action. Mm, love that goes spicy failure. <laughs> so Tommy, you are in this jail cell, uh you, uh with um Oreo, who was thrown in here for love. Um, and he is mournfully standing on the bed, like, on his tiptoes, looking out the window of the jail cell, just mournfully outside. Where's my sister? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. Where's anyone in this crazy, mixed-up world of ours? <laughs> <laughs> he like does another dramatic turn aside. Then how much spit does he have in his mouth? And he like kicks the pillow. He's very well hydrated in this jail. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks the pillow off the bed. Tommy goes to the to the gate. Can you let me out? I wasn't doing anything. I was alpha picking with the others. I was alpha bobbing. One of the cats, who is um, all the way black, and the other cat, which is a like a gr- like a poofy gray, like they look like the cat that is almost always named Snowball. Um, <laughs> they stop their game of go fish, and they look at each other, and they go, "Uh, I don't know if we can uh, do that. Pretty sure you were arrested on a." Uh, one count of rabble rousing and uh, one count of mischief making on this <laughs> Sir Poppy's big day. <laughs> Please, I'm with my sister. She's royalty. It's true. <laughs> Carol kicks down the door. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to resolve this and then we'll go back to Oswin and uh, Carol. Royalty. Uh, that doesn't... And they check the prison sheet, and on the prison sheet, there's just two words. Uh, one is written Oreo, and the other is written pumpkin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) just pumpkin. Um, and they have, like, dates put in, um, assigning, like, when they've been thrown in. It looks like Oreo has been in here for a week. Um. Oh, no. (laughs) And they check the sheet, and they're like, it doesn't say anything about you here being royalty it uh no i was with my sister she's at the shop i was just bobbing for apples while she talked and talked and talked uh it just says here you're a pumpkin uh it doesn't say anything about you 
as this child gets progressively more shrill and upset and on the verge of tears, the two prison guard cats look increasingly more uncomfortable. Um, and they're like, I don't know, are we, like, are we allowed to arrest royalty? I don't, I don't think so. Well, if the... It's not the fact that they arrested a literal child. It's the problem of possible royalty. They're like, well, if... if their sister is royalty. I mean, that would make sense. They're at the t- they're at the tailor with Samantha. Isn't that where princesses and, and I guess I mean it's possible it could be royalty, but they're a pumpkin. Are they a pumpkin king? Are they a pumpkin queen? I don't know. Did we invite a pumpkin king? Um, <laughs> and they start looking around for like signs of like an invitation letting you know about the pumpkin king coming to this sir poppy's big day (laughs) (laughs) tommy's just getting more and more upset um would you like to make a roll or something Uh, um i think it would be griff because sure only is he saying that he's of royalty, but he also is trying to get out of jail. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, come on, I only rolled bad. Please be good. I want this child out of jail. Yes! That's an 11! <laughs> nice. I'm gonna read you uh, the character sheet for these two prison guards real quick. Smokey and Angel. The two prison guards. They are not officially member uh, members of the Hollow Guard but they are hired security during Sir Poppy's wedding. They are not as invested in their responsibility as official guards would have been as they would like to be at the wedding. They are generally negligent, distracted, or easily deceived. (laughs) So Smokey, uh, the black cat goes, Well, I didn't know we had the pumpkin prince here. We can't arrest the pumpkin prince. It would be chaos. (laughs) And they go to get, like, a big cartoony oversized like thing of keys on a ring and they start to fumble to unlock the thing and angel's like all right uh sir pumpkin just just don't let anyone know about this okay we didn't mean to arrest you sure and he like kind of gets the look and then he does the whole eye thing where it's like i'm watching you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, as you're walking out oreo's like hey kid kid what what get me out of here man Come on, man. Um, we were tight. <laughs> I was thrown in here for love. You can't let me waste away in here. And he like starts shaking the bars, but like the door is to the cell is still open. And he's like, <laughs> I can't die in a jail cell. Uh, Oreo, it's it's open. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And he just, like, slowly starts stepping out of the cell. Smokey and Angel look at each other, and they're just like, Well, I mean, if you're a guest of the Pumpkin Prince. Yes! <laughs> that is exactly what he is! And then they just, and Angel narrows their eyes, and they, like, lift up their paw to do the I'm watching you gesture at Oreo, and they go, Just don't be doing any more rabble-rousing. Or we'll be sure to inform Sir Poppy about the incident. 
And Oreo, it cuts back to Oreo, who is now in the scene just wearing wedding like finery. He has changed entirely out of the prison garb, which is folded neatly and placed on the bed along with the pillow. And he's got like a toothpick in his mouth. And he's like, wouldn't dream of it. Come on, pumpkin child that I didn't get the name of. Let's get out of here. I said my name, it was Tommy. Sure. Pumpkin Tommy. And then he walks out of there. Pumpkin Tommy. That's not my name. Let's cut back to Carol and Oswin. <laughs> Y'all deadass lost a child! <laughs> what wedding outfits have you managed to scrape together for yourselves in the, in, in the resulting, like, scene gap? I think Carol has been looking through, like, the box of scraps, because she doesn't want to just steal a whole outfit from uh, Samantha without paying for it. So she's, like, looking through the scrap box to see if there's any un finished stuff or like maybe something that she could piece together herself so i feel like she might have found like um a tablecloth like a nice table lacy tablecloth that she like cut a hole into the center and made it into like what she hopes is a nice poncho and put it over her robes and then like she took off her crown and like put it hit it somewhere and like started like uh doing, like, wiring to, like, make a tiara for herself and, like, started putting beading into it. Oh, precious. Oswin, what is your wedding outfit? It's the ribbon. Okay. It's, it's, ribbon. it's just the ribbon? Okay. <laughs> um, There's not a whole lot Oswin can wear. Yeah, fair. Um, Carol. I think as soon as Carol finishes the thing and, like, is in the mirror looking at it, she's like, you know, it's not, it's not too bad. Oh my god, where's Tommy? <laughs> and she is just frantically, like, she's she goes back to the scrap box and starts, like, pulling everything out, looking for Tommy, realizes she made a mess, puts everything back in, and then starts, like, pulling, opening drawers, trying to find Tommy. She's just frantically looking for him. Um, in the background, you just see a pile of, um, white, like, semi-transparent cloth moving, and it becomes apparent it is um, Samantha carrying Princess's wedding veil. But because Princess is just like double or triple the size of all the cats, it's just like completely just like full on Halloween ghost in this thing as Samantha stumbles trying to get this over to the wedding dress and where Princess is. I have a question for Jamie before we continue. Um, sure. Did Carol style the... Um tablecloth and like a, a Grecian kind of look? Um, or is it just yeah, a full-on poncho? Yeah. She probably found like a nice ribbon and tied it around the center and like fluffed it a little to make it look nicer. Okay. Um, I think she's probably wrapped her crown and scepter up in her robe and she's like placed that on a counter out of the way somewhere. Carol, as you are hurriedly trying to organize things so you can leave and look for your brother, you accidentally knock over a box that you hadn't seen before. And inside the box is, like, people-sized clothes. Oh. Like, huh. kid-sized clothes. Um, Carol looks through it. Um, there are, like, children's clothes from... Like, mo from modern to, like, you see, like, a pair of jeans and, like, overalls, 
like a shirt with Kermit the Frog on it. Like, and as you go deeper into the box, you find progressively older and older, like, children's clothing. Until you get to, like, the same style of clothing that everyone in town wears. Just, like, um, seven outfits, I'm gonna say. Just, like, seven different child's outfits, like, shoved into this box. Uh... (laughs) Carol looks back at Samantha and like puts like puts everything back in the box slowly and puts it back where it was. I would like to say that Samantha is struggling to get Princess into a corset. <laughs> like she and- is full on like back paws clawing into the back of the corset, yanking on the strings of like the back of this like corset slash bodice, and like is it's- she trying to choke? No, just like trying to get this thing tight around Princess, and she is a cat, and Princess is a big dog, and just like she is not sized for this, but like, <laughs> damn it, I'm gonna get this dog into this wedding dress. Um, as Carol is like putting all this away, she just like mutters under her breath more to herself than anything. Just she's just like the common curse of mankind, folly and ignorance. And she just puts the box back and starts, like, she picks up her her robes and just backs out of the shop. Is everything going all right over there, Carol, dear? Yeah, yeah, everything is fine. I, f- I found something to wear, uh, something from all your scraps so that you don't have to worry about it. Uh, didn't want to get in your way. Um, speaking of not getting in your way, Tommy's gone missing, so I need to go find him. I hope you have a lovely day. Um... I will be on my way, though. Hope to see you later today at the wedding. I'll see you at the wedding, precious. And she blows, like, a kiss and, like, waves at you. And then, like, grunts as uh, Samantha tightens the corset one more time. (laughs) Oswin, are you following Carol? Yeah. Okay. You flitter off after Carol. Um... Oswin is getting out of the dog area as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, Carol and Oswin, where do you go looking for, uh, Tommy? Um, I think Carol probably just runs up to a bunch of cats, and she's like, Have you, have you seen a young human, um, in a, in a pumpkin suit? Mm-hmm, I dare say I have. And this, like, really big, fat, Garfield-looking cat in, like, an old-timey suit and monocle, like, blinks at you slowly. I'm afraid he was picked up by the constabulary not too long ago. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not good. That's that's not right. Um, It where... would have had to be Clockface, because, you know, bare hands wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, do you know, do you know where he would have taken him? I say, I must admit, I believe it to be the local jail. But then again, who knows in today's crazy mixed up world. And like he blinks, but one eye blinks slower than the other. Uh, Okay. And then he just like slowly raises a cup of tea to his mouth and you're like, where did he get that? All right, let's keep moving. Oswin, where's the jail? Uh, it's this way. Yeah. <laughs> she just runs. Do I have to roll that, or do I know? No, yeah, for sure. 
I think you've made two very good, like, forest expert roles, so I'm going to say you know the layout of this town very well. Um, as uh, Osmond, you lead um, Carol towards uh, the Toffeewell Jail, and as you do, you see Tommy, who is toddling out of the jail in his little pumpkin outfit, and he is being followed by a black and white cat uh, who's got, like, a toothpick in his mouth, and he's got, like, his paws shoved into his jacket pockets like a delinquent <laughs> and he's got shifty eyes <laughs> carol when as soon as the moment that she sees tommy she just screams tommy and runs to him and like does like a baseball skid on her knees and just hugs him so tight uh, i don't know why i missed you let me go <laughs> nope i am never no! letting you go again let me go! <laughs> okay. Okay. Carol, like, takes a deep breath and, like, holds Tommy by the shoulders. Don't run off like that! You freak me it out! Was, it was that mean clock face! He, he thought I was wabble around you when I was just bobbing for apples! <laughs> okay, well, you, you did leave the shop without, um, getting any clothes? Um, can I say that Carol made him a poncho, too? Except it's an actual poncho because he's wearing the pumpkin suit and can't wrap a ribbon around the middle. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'll let that have happened. She, like, put flops that over his head. I'm the pumpkin king. Now you are the poncho king. No, pumpkin king! Right, Oreo? Yeah, kid. Just be careful with those displays of affection. Might get you thrown in jail. And, like, he starts to cry. <laughs> like, he full-on starts to cry in the middle of this street. Other cats are looking at him weird. Like, one cat shuffles her kitten off in, like, a different direction. Like, it's a whole thing. And then I feel like Tommy just go, pats his head gently and goes, Don't cry. It's a wedding. I'm just so upset about the world's injustice. <laughs> Let me just say, Riley, Oreo is my absolute favorite character. <laughs> Are you okay? No. I'll never be okay. Again. Okay! And he, like, dramatically turns off. Um, the camera sees, like, lights dim. And, like, <laughs> a spotlight come down on Oreo. <laughs> It was ages ago when I first lost my innocence. Oh my god. And like he gestures up at the sky and he goes like, I was just a fool. A fool in love. But unfortunately, she loved another. And just, like, dramatically turns again in, like, a different direction. He pulls a rose out of his jacket pocket and, like, poses with it, like, uh, down on his knees. You've been in jail for a week, what? <laughs> Carol's sitting on the ground next to Tommy, just, like, eyes wide, and she audibly gasps. I was just a kitten. A kitten and a fool. A fool for letting her play fetch with my heart. <laughs> but Papa had other plans for me. No. He said, 
Young Oreo, you gotta make your way in the world. And so, I apprenticed to the shipbuilder. <gasps> That's right, I did. And I spent my years working my way up to a journeyman. And I scratched out a meager living for myself. And when I knew the time was right, and when I knew I could return to her, my first and only love, I came back to Toffee Well, only to have my heart dashed. No. He tosses aside the rose and like does a dramatic turn and pulls out another second rose from his <laughs> jacket. And he is now posing in a different direction with this one. <laughs> my dear princess, her heart was stolen by another Sir Poppy. He offered her everything I couldn't. Wealth. Stature. A house, I guess. <laughs> a comprehensive knowledge of government workings and the economic and political systems that govern our everyday life. If that's the kind of thing you're into. And he like reaches, he like does a slide on his knees and he reaches into his jacket pocket and he just throws out a bunch of roses. <laughs> Why is he <laughs> But my dear princess was seduced. Seduced by offers of wealth, power, and sweet nightly serenades. And he just, like, starts to cry again. Carol raises her hand. Yes, you. Poncho princess. Um, pon Poncho king. Um, uh, while this is all beautiful and heart-wrenching, and I definitely got a few tears somewhere in the middle there, um... <laughs> somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> did, did princess even know you were, you existed? <laughs> or did you just run off trying to get money to marry her? First of all, rude. Second <laughs> of all, we were childhood sweethearts. And like he turns and like the back fades out and like fades into like a tiny little kitten Oreo and like a tiny little puppy like princess playing by like a creek and like they're like wrestling princess licks him in the face and he just like gasps and his eyes go so wide <laughs> oh my god and he goes but then it all went horribly wrong and like the background shifts to like a week ago <laughs> and it's nighttime and like he is crying and he's throwing rocks at Sir Poppy's house and just like <laughs> wailing. <laughs> and he's like trying to sing, but A, he's bad at it, and B, he's crying a lot. Oh no. <laughs> and he's just like throwing rocks at Poppy's house. And then we just get the shot of like the camera pans over slightly to the left, and we see this tabby cat who wasn't, who was Sir Poppy, wasn't even in the house. And he is flanked by Smokey and Angel, and he just kind of like squints at Oreo and then we get the exact same shot of Tommy being thrown into the jail cell except it's with Oreo being thrown into the jail cell <laughs> oh my god and then the jail slamming shut and he's like my only crime was love or throwing rocks at a building I guess 
Also, some minor rabble-rousing, disturbing the peace, and mischief-making, if we're gonna count. But for the most part, it was only love. Dogs lick people all the time. Well, isn't there, like, a thing in the wedding where you can just stand up and say, hey? Yeah, you see, like, a glint in his eye, and he's like, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Oh, Oh, no. no. All right, let's do it. No! (laughs) What? You guys have been lying your entire time you've been here. What's wrong with this guy saying the truth? Because what's Princess's side? That's a... Uh We'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay, um... (laughs) What, What if we ask Poppy and he gives us the same tragic backstory that... Uh, this guy did. I'm sorry, what's your name? Oreo. Oreo did. That flashback that we just saw? What if he shows us the same thing? <laughs> when, when Oreo stands up, Princess can make her decision on which one she wants. I will be on the other side of the room. That sounds overly complicated to me. Love is icky. Love is icky. Tommy, Tommy. Weddings have food. <laughs> or it's like, oh shoot. There is food at the okay. We're gonna disturb <laughs> the wedding later. I've only <laughs> had prison food for the past week. So we're we're gonna we're gonna eat some of the food. And then we're gonna and then we're gonna disturb <laughs> the wedding. Oh, oh, oh! And he like starts to like lick his paws and like smooth back his fur. Like he starts like panicking and starts like pacing back and forth and his tail starts swishing and he's like I have to get ready I have to I have to I, I've, I've been in a jail I'm not presentable and like you're in a very nice renaissance outfit uh, this is too complicated <laughs> love is icky <laughs> if you guys don't do anything Oreo is going to run away to prepare himself for his wedding. Well, what are they gonna do? <laughs> That's a good question. You got this guy out of jail. <laughs> Tommy just was like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's Tommy. Yeah, like, he runs off. Like, you no, see him leap onto no, a horse and he's like... No, to do a thing. Oh, no, you can do that, yeah. Okay. Carol's just like, okay, um... Maybe instead of uh, ruining the wedding in the middle of the wedding, um, we could just, like, go to Princess before the wedding and talk to her. And, like, you can tell us what you want to know, and we will ask her, and then we'll, like, mention you and see what she says, and then we'll tell you... Like, if a cat could go pale, Oreo's like, oh, no, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly, I'm, I'm not ready, and I'm, I'm tainted with, with hard time in the cell. Could, could you, could you talk to her for me? Yeah, certainly. Um, I think, I, I like to think that we're good friends right now. Yeah, Princess seemed to like you. Well, I certainly seduced her. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie! 
so you three start heading back to uh the tailor. Yeah. Okay. Uh the line is longer, but it's slowly turning into its own semi party of like they have gotten <laughs> their hands on drinks and so like the people that are waiting to have like fixes made to their outfits or replacements or whatever are all just like having their own little celebration here outside of uh samantha's shop if you you can sneak back in again you're big enough to push aside cats um and you go into the back and um like samantha is helping princess get ready and princess is in the wedding gown and has the veil of fix and is everything and she goes my if it isn't my little king it looks like you found little Tommy. Carol Hi. Carol bows deeply and she's like, I certainly did. Um Well, we didn't have much to do while we waited. There's a party going on outside, but I figured we could bring the party inside so that you could get some fun as well. She smiles and goes, I I do need to get finish getting ready, I'm afraid. Samantha's a dear, but she's having a little bit of trouble. And, um, like, you, Samantha, like, crawls out from under the dress. <laughs> She's trying so hard! We could, we could help. If you need, if you need things to hurry, you could, she could just tell us what to do and we could help. Oh, could you? Oh, would you be a doll and help me out a little bit? Yeah! Carol, like, runs over but doesn't know what to do yet, so she just kind of walks around. <laughs> Uh, it looks like it is mostly ready. Um, Samantha's just making some last finishing touches in terms of, like, fitting and such. Like, Samantha, like, Madam Princess wasn't here when Samantha had to make the dress, which is why they're doing this last minute. Um, so, like, Samantha just had to get the general sizes of Princess and be like, all right, I'm making a dress for a big dog, I guess, and go from there. <laughs> Um, and so right now they're, like, getting it more specifically tailored and, like, affixing flowers and things like that. Um, She's so it's, working so hard. Yeah, it's relatively easy work. Um, yeah. I think Carol just, like, starts straightening up some stuff on the opposite side of Samantha. Yeah. Just, like, straightening cloth and adjusting little flowers and stuff. And she's just, like, um, so tell me, uh, was it love at first sight? Oh, I I can't say that it was. You know, at first I was a little a little uncertain about the courtship. You know what people would say that I was just marrying him for money, power, etc. But Sir Poppy genuinely is a sweetheart and after he sang his nightly serenades to me, I just I couldn't help myself. And she, like, swoons a little bit. Well, you certainly are gorgeous. You must have had men just crawling all over you. You're so beautiful. She, like, blushes and goes like, I, I must say I was, you know, somewhat popular back in my neck of the woods. Nothing to brag about, of course, but I've turned my fair share of heads. So what do you think about Oreo? Oh my god! <laughs> this goes for it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be subtle. Trying to be slick. 
I think she says she just screams, "Oh my god!" out loud. <laughs> Princess gasps and goes, "Why, Oreo? I must say, I haven't thought of him in a minute—a literal minute." That old so and so, he broke my heart. Really? Do tell. You know we. We were childhood sweethearts back in the day. But unfortunately, his father, hey, he had him go off to work at some job or another as an apprentice. And why, I haven't seen him since. I must say, I've had to move on. Basically, she informs you that, like, um, they were childhood sweethearts back when they were young. We get the exact same flashback. <laughs> yeah, the exact same flashback. <laughs> Um, and, like, they were close, but then Oreo's dad sent him off to get a job, um, and, like, she hasn't seen them since, like, she was a puppy. And, like, she moved on. She, like, was courted by other dogs. She was courted by a few other cats. Uh, like, you know, she grew into a very beautiful golden retriever. And, uh, like, the classic story of, like, the beautiful farmer's daughter that all the, like, garbage rich men come and try to seduce. But she held out for true love. But then it was revealed that her true love was also a charming prince. And just, like, now she gets to be happy and have money, etc. <laughs> Does that feeling still linger? Hmm. I'll always have a fondness for him, but you must understand, I was, I was a young pup, and he was a kitten. It's, it's been a while. That's true. You grow up. You change. He'll always be my first love. But Sir Poppy will be my last. And she smiles. And, like, you hear Samantha grunt appreciatively, and you, you can't see Samantha? Samantha is just is somewhere you have to assume <laughs> but like you just cannot see Samantha there's just ambient Samantha sounds Carol just like straightens a ribbon like at the top and like straightens the lace on her shoulders and mm -hmm. she's like well I certainly appreciate your decision making and your ability to know what your heart wants it's almost almost as beautiful as you are <laughs> Just makes you even more radiant. You really have a way with words. And she's like fanning herself. <laughs> and she's like doing the dog pants. <laughs> and she goes, why do you ask about Oreo? I, I don't know. Is he in town? Um. Little Bat, how did you hear about Oreo? Uh, yeah. Oreo's uh, gonna crash your party. Yeah, um, he, he's in town and has been for a week, but he was, according to him, un, he was unlawfully put in prison, according to what he said. I met him in jail. She, like, gasps and lifts up her paws to her face, and she goes, Oreo? In jail? Why? Yeah, um, he's out now. Um, and he is getting ready to, as Oswin said, crash your party. Uh, we came here to figure out 
what's going on, if you still have feelings for him, or if not, if we should stop him or help him, if you still want that. Looks like no, so uh, I'm in favor of stopping Oreo. I mean, she looks conflicted in this moment. Uh, like, you can tell she wants to meet Oreo again, and she would be very happy to have Oreo at her wedding. Like, she had no idea Oreo was in town. Um, but she also doesn't super jive with the idea of, like, or like the priest going, if any of you disagree, forever hold your peace, and Oreo leaping up and being like, no! <laughs> She's in love with me! Like, it's been, like, 20 years or whatever, and so she's like, mm. 20 dog years. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever equivalent. Um, Carol's just like, look, uh, those feelings that you have for him, where you felt like he betrayed you, uh, he feels the same way, where he thought you were waiting for him and was going to be there when he came back, so he feels that you betrayed him. So I think uh, what needs to happen here is just a good old-fashioned talk um, and, like, figure things out between you two and not just, like, let your emotions simmer and then explode in the end. She, like, blinks at you. <laughs> she goes, uh, mm, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It would be, it would be nice to see that kitten again. It's been so long since we've played on the riverbank. And she, like, stares off wistfully. <laughs> like, romantic music, like, swells quietly in the background. Um, just, like, you don't know what's happening. She's now currently having a flashback, but it's not playing out. <laughs> She's just, like, deep in her own feelings. You love Poppy, right? Uh, uh, yes, of course. Then you need to decide what you're going to do. It's important that if you're going to marry someone, that you're not going to have conflicting feelings. So... Well, I love... Poppy, obviously, but I I don't wish Oreo any ill will. I would I would like him to be there as a friend. And we can certainly relay that to him, but I don't think just our word will be enough for him. I think he needs to hear it from you. She uh, smiles and she's like, "All right." If you can find Oreo and convince him to come here to see me, we still have a little bit before the ceremony. And then she gets, like, really excited. Her tail starts to wag, which starts swooshing her dress back and forth. Oh. Samantha, did you hear? Oreo's coming to the wedding! And, like, Samantha stumbles into the room and just Princess picks her up and just, like, buries her in this bear hug. And just, like, Samantha is choking on, like, Princess's chest fur. And just, like... <laughs> and she's just, like, slowly being crushed by this dog that's, like, twice or triple her size. I want a hug! Okay, Tommy, you go in for the hug. You join. Yes! Hugging! You hear distressed cat sounds and happy dog sounds. Oh, this is not good. 
<laughs> Do we even know where he is? Yeah, I assume so. I think he'd be waiting for us, because we said we were going to go talk to Princess. Straight up, I've been picturing him, like, mournfully staring into the toffee well <laughs> this whole time. And, like, fixing his, ref- like, uh, fur so, it, like, he can see his reflection. He's fixing his fur. And he's, like, repeating to himself, like, a dramatic speech revealing, like, he, he always loved her. And he never forgot about her. All those cold nights building ships or whatever. <laughs> like, that's, that's, where, uh, that's where Oreo is. Uh, I think we, we probably go up. We, we say our goodbyes to Princess for the moment and go out and find him. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's not too difficult to track him down. Like I said, um, yeah. you he is like repeating, like I object. No, no, no. <laughs> I object. No, I ob- no, no. <laughs> I oh object. No, no. Carol's no. like, stop, stop everything. Don't do that. <laughs> he turns and he's like, "It's you, the Pumpkin King." <laughs> Yes, it is I, and she bows. <laughs> no, wait. Tommy, that's you. You're the Pumpkin King. I'm the Poncho King. Bow. Bow. And Tommy just does, says it while he does it. <laughs> Bow. Oreo looks at Oswin and goes, So, uh, are, are you the king of anything? Uh, no. Candy! I'm not a king, though. Candy! Now presenting the Candy King! (laughs) (laughs) The parade hears this and, like, shifts direction. (laughs) And so now you have this cat marching band, like, going in a circle. Like, they're blowing trumpets. You hear, like, they're flowing confetti at Oswin. Just, like, smacking Oswin in the little bat face as, like, this... Cat parade goes around. Oswin's like spitting out confetti that falls in there his back. <laughs> Celebrating the fact that the Candy King has come to grace Sir Poppy on this his big day. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think after a bit, Carol's just like, now I'm presenting the Candy King. <laughs> the marching band, like, all quietly starts to, like, march in a different direction. <laughs> Wow. I am so good at this. <laughs> um, Carol turns to uh, Oreo. She's like, okay, so we found out a few things for you. Um, you felt she betrayed you, and it turns out she felt you betrayed her. So it- What? I would never- I feel like from the start, there's just been a lot of misunderstandings and no communication. So, she wants to talk with you. He starts to sweat heavily. (laughs) Like, his eyes start darting around. If you can't say anything to her face-to-face, just you two, then how are you going to say anything when you're standing up in the middle of a crowd in the middle of a wedding? I want someone to make a role here to convince Oreo to go speak to Princess in private. Um, like, not that to meta be Carol. the situation, like, 
it's easier for Oreo to do the wedding disruption because, like, that is an engagement with a group, which he is on neutral terms with, and against Poppy, which he's on negative terms with. Um, and also he sees it as a grand romantic gesture, so, like, he could maybe win Princess back. Um, if he has to speak to Princess just, like, on one and one he has to deal with the fact that, like, he left her 20 years ago and just, like, didn't say anything. <laughs> can I, can I use recite poetry as, like, a persuasion? Um. Because I have a poem I can use here. I don't think anyone else has any moves for this. Uh, All I have is Griff. Yeah. Carol has Griff as well. Yeah. Carol, how about you do that recite poetry again? Okay. Carol, after seeing his hesitation, just like takes a deep breath and she's like, Men at times are masters of their fate. The fault, dear Oreo, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. That we are underlings. Roll plus noodle. <laughs> uh, how much noodle do I have? Zero. Uh, that is an eight. You are swept up in your own verse. The GM tells you something poetic about your situation, and it is up to you to make it useful. You start thinking about like all the Shakespearean plays, like you not reading on your own, but, like, have been having read to you by your parents, you've been watching Shakespeare movies and stuff like that, like, it's a little bit above your reading level, you've been working your way through it, and you just think about how much you love Shakespeare, and how much it means to you, like, how this was a big part of your relationship with your parents, and, like, they would read Shakespeare to, do, to you and sh play you plays of, like, Shakespeare plays and, like, musicals and things like that. And, like, you get really into it and, like, tears come to your eyes. But, like, you're too into it. And so it keeps, like, Oreo from, like, getting as emotionally swept up in it because it's almost scary how emotionally swept up in it you are. And so instead of Oreo being like, damn, true, Oreo's like, I, I guess. My point being, there need, if you want anything to work out between you two, whether it be romantic-wise or friendship-wise in the first place, you need to work out a base level of communication. You can't blame stuff on her for your own things that you did too. He looks very sad. Um. He nods. And he's he starts walking slowly towards uh Samantha's tailor slash like seamstress shop. Tommy's gonna wait and say good luck. You think me, Nioria? Should we not follow? You can straight up. I don't think you like. He doesn't like. You we you aren't going to be in that scene. Um, like I think it's much better if we get a scene of the two kids and like the little fruit bat on like someone's head, w like watching Princess and Oreo talk through a window. Um, we're just at the back window. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she does like the big sweep up hug, and he's just like crushed into her chest, <laughs> and is just like. 
uh, just like cannot breathe <laughs> is like in the dog like you know that portion of the dog neck where like yes. it kind of, there's like that roll of fur like on the yes. big dogs that like comes off like he's directly in that and just like like drowning um and she's like trying really hard not to cry because like it'll ruin her makeup but like she is a dog she's not wearing makeup um as far as you can tell i mean she could be wearing a bit of eyeliner like some yeah. uh, paint that could go onto her fur like samantha it's powder on her fur they are kind of like yeah that, that era S- samantha is like dabbing at her eyes with like a handkerchief <laughs> um and princess gently lets down oreo and I think we cut to the wedding. All the cats have been... The marching band has finally made their way over to the gazebo. You see Sir Poppy. He's this, like, very, like... Like, I don't... Like, he's jacked? Like, he's a <laughs> he's like a jacked tabby cat. Like, if Prince Charming was like a... T- you know what? I'm just describing the cat from The Cat Returns. It's just that... <laughs> It's that. He's got, like, a rapier on his side. Like, oh, hell yeah. Um, there's, like, an old cat that's here as, like, the minister. Um, there's a bunch of cats filing in. There's several mother cats holding their little kittens. You see a few different dogs from the town where Princess is at that are supporting Princess, like, her family. Um, you see Clockface, <laughs> who is squeezed himself into a tiny little chair for a cat, even though he is a seven-foot-tall nutcracker. Um, and Bear Hands, who is um, also sitting next to them. Um, Tommy's gonna glare at uh, Clockhead <laughs> and stick out his tongue. Yeah, you three are led to the very front, and you are s- um, sat down in the front row next to Princess's family where she has set aside three chairs for you. Special. And we watch this dog and cat get married. (laughs) It gets to speak now or forever hold your peace. We see Oreo, who is in the crowd, on Princess's side. He doesn't say anything. Um, They get married. Like, they do the kiss. Uh, Princess picks up Sir Poppy and like dips him. Yes. yes. Carol's like sobbing and clapping. Yeah. There's a little kitten that was like the flower girl. Um, so now they're like walking down the aisle together. The band is playing like just deafening wedding music. Um and it's getting kind of dark. It's still evening. Um, and you are all led to a reception. There's lots of food. There is even more celebration. You are all partying with these kittens, these dogs, and these cats. Um, and I don't know at what point you get the information. I think it's probably from Princess, but Princess lets you know if you're trying to get out of the if you're trying to get out of the hollow, there is a train station nearby, just on the other side of town. Oh, lovely, Sir Poppy. Uh, thanks you all individually. Uh, like, thanks Carol and uh, Profusely and Tommy. He gets to the Osmond is just like, aren't you that bat I have to keep pulling out of the town's well? He is the candy king. <laughs> Carol says solemnly. 
Oswin, do you have a response to this? If Oswin could cross his arms, his little bat arms, and pout, he's like, well, not anymore since you banned me. Yeah, we we drink out of that well, man. Like, (laughs) he doesn't say man. (laughs) Yes, well, we drink out of that well, Oswin. And then, like, he is picked up by Princess, <laughs> who, like, spins him over to the dance floor. And they start just, like, j- she, she's just, like, loving on him way too much. And he is just, like, he then, like, dips her somehow and is, like, holding her up. And, like, just she gasps and blushes and, like, swoons. And, like, it's more of that for the evening. Um, oh, I love it. Oswin is, like, climbing all over the reception food tables. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oswin. Gobbling up little sandwiches and... Yeah. Um, the reception table and the gift table for the wedding are next to each other. Um, and there are all these brightly colored gifts and things. Um, and then a shadow falls across you. Uh, Oswin? Hmm. Huh? You turn around and you see a tall wolfish skeletally thin figure he is dressed in a very nice victorian era suit it is a dark dark red almost black his face is there are bits of wheat and like long blades of grass and like weeds growing out from his collar and his sleeves and out from the bottom of his pants and his shoes um his head is like a wolf skull, but it has these glowing eyes still in the sockets, and there's something about the wolf skull that makes it look like it's permanently twisted into this big grin. And he gently sets down this, like, black letter of congratulations to Sir Poppy and Princess onto the gifts table. And he turns and he smiles at you again. He has a nice ivory cane. Oswald, like, cowers behind one of the, um, like, uh, trays. Like, the three-tier trays? Yeah, the the tiered, like, yeah. Oswald's just, like, cowering behind that. Oswald, it's such a pleasure to see you again. (laughs) This is the Marquis of the Hollow. This is the man that owns these woods. Uh. Oswin can't form a response. <laughs> Where are Carol and Tommy right now? I like to think they're just in the background dancing in a circle with Poppy oh, and Tommy Princess. Tommy and Carol dancing together. Yeah, like yeah, they're dancing with uh the blushing bride and groom. Aww. How have you been, Oswin? I've, uh, been a bat. Mm. It's such a shame when these things happen to children. It's a rough world out there, don't you think? Yeah, Oswin's not talkative with this guy. You know... If you need a little 
spell magic to change you back. I could always hunt down some resources. These are my woods, after all. And he, like, grins wider somehow through his skull head? Oswin's just cowering. Oswin doesn't like this at all. For sure. Um, he hands out a hand. It is nicely gloved, but you can see bits of weed and wheat growing out from the glove. Um, and he picks you up, Oswin. Oh, goodness. Oswin is shaking like a leaf. And he has you just tiny little fruit bat in his hand. And he goes... There is a train nearby, also. I think you will find it illuminating. I find a train ride is often an opportunity for self-reflection, don't you think? And he starts to pet you. Still no response. Oswin's the kind of person who just gets frozen in fear. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Oswin's like got his eyes closed shut. He's like just trying to curl up into as small a ball as possible. He sets you down on the table and you have three train tickets tucked into your ribbon. And he goes, Don't be late, Oswin. I make sure that my trains run on time. And it would be a shame if you were to miss your chance. And he picks up a nice top hat with like red, a red ribbon tail. And he puts it jauntily onto his skull. And he goes... I would wish the happy couple luck in their future matrimony, and then I would be on my way. Those in governance never have a chance to rest, I'm afraid. And um, he walks over. Uh, at this point, I like to think that... Um, Carol and Tommy have broken off from the circle chain that they were dancing in and are now dancing with themselves or maybe some kittens. Um, kittens! And, like, he the he walks over with his nice cane over to Princess and Poppy. Uh, they both bow. Um, Poppy thanks the Marquis again for um, offering them this land and allowing them to live uh, in his, like, on his property. The Marquis wishes uh, Princess and Poppy congratulations on their future, like, marriage. And expresses interest on the merging of Toffee Field and the town that Princess is from. And then he, of course, expresses that he simply must be going. And he starts to walk out of the town. And as he does, like, Clockface and 
bare hands stand up and they like flank him as he walks back out the cobblestone road until all into the darkness and you can only hear the click clack of his shoes and ivory cane on the cobblestone oswin takes the three tickets from his bow and also he takes the bow off because the wedding's pretty much over um and you know he's just not hungry anymore He's not really feeling up to eating anymore. <laughs> As he looks at these tickets. Which are due for the next day? They are tickets for the hollow train. Stop Taffy Will. And it doesn't have time on it. It doesn't have a departure or an arrival time written on the tickets. It just says, like, the hollow train, Taffy Will. That's all. It's getting dark. Tommy, you're frightened of the dark, so you're clutching to, um, you're clutching to Carol. You've all removed your wedding finery and given it back to Samantha. And you've walked west of town for a bit where you've come to a train stop. We see everyone sitting down at the train stop and waiting patiently, and we hear the whistle of a train in the distance, and the sound of a massive steam train getting closer to lead you deeper into the hollow. Hey Mark Experience audience, and welcome to the end credits. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you want to see MXP art and laugh at the dumb jokes we make about our own show, you can find us on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash blog slash markexperience. If you like the music, you can buy it all at markexperience.bandcamp.com. And we also have merch at redbubble slash people slash mark dash experience, where you can buy posters and shirts and stickers. If you want to donate so that we can create more content, you can head over to our coffee account at coffee.com slash Jamie Remy. That's spelled J-A-M-I-E-R-E-M-Y. That's my name. You can find this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, so listen wherever is easiest. Have fun browsing, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>